the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. But they weren't sincere in their seeking. They weren't sincere in their seeking. They weren't going to obey the Lord. Whatever the Lord told them to do, they weren't going to do that. And God knows that. God knows our thoughts. He knows our hearts. He knows our intentions. He knows if we're being sincere or not. He sees through the phoniness and the facade. And He knows that they're not sincerely seeking Him. God desires a relationship with you. He wants to grow deeper and closer to you. But above all, He wants your longing for Him to be sincere. As Pastor Dan discusses today, God doesn't want to be someone you turn to only when things are grim and you're desperate. No. He knows your motives and your heart. You can't fool God about your feelings toward Him. Yell at Him, praise Him, be mad at Him, but don't be phony with Him. Have you been honest with God today? Pour out your heart to Him. He can take it. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 19 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. In Ezekiel chapter 19, God speaks about the leaders of of Israel. Remember in chapter 18, he talked to the people of Israel about taking personal responsibility for their sin. Uh, And now he talks about the leaders of Israel. He says in verse 1, Moreover, take up a lamentation for the princes or the leaders of Israel. A lamentation is an expression of of grief. And so God tells Ezekiel to grieve over the leadership of the nation. Things are very toxic in our nation right now politically. People are divided and people are angry and people are polarized politically. People are critical, highly critical of anyone who has an opposing uh, political view. And so many people, including Christians, are just getting sucked up in it all and carried away with it all and feeding into it. As Christians, uh, we should really lament over the state of our nation. We should grieve, should break our hearts. Our hearts should be broken for our country. Our country is facing a, a crisis, and as, as believers and as followers of Jesus, uh, we, we should grieve and pray to the Lord on behalf of our nation and on behalf of our elected fish, officials and pray for this upcoming election and pray that we would see a mighty move of God in our nation that would shake our nation and turn our hearts back 
to God. A pandemic hasn't done it. That, that hasn't shaken the nation to the point that we're turning back to God, at least not yet. And so we should pray and we should lament for our country. That's what God tells Ezekiel to do. And then beginning in verse 2, we have a parable or a story that illustrates a, a truth. And it's going to illustrate what has happened in the nation of Judah, the kingdom of Judah specifically. In verse 2 he says, again using a parable, he says, what is, what is your mother, a lioness? And she lay down among the lions, among the young lions, she nourished her cubs. And, and in this parable God describes Judah or Israel as a lioness among, among lions, speaking of the other surrounding nations. And let me say, first of all, as we look at this, uh, there, there were actually lions in the promised land in ancient times. Uh, they, they didn't know about lions from watching Animal Planet or going to the zoo. They knew about lions because there were lions in the land of Israel. Uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, David describes killing a lion to rescue one of the lambs from his, his flock. And so there were, there were lions in the land. And here Israel, the nation, is described as a lioness among lions. Uh, In the Bible, lions are associated with the tribe of Judah. For example, the Messiah is described as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, The city of Jerusalem is called Ariel, which means uh, the lion of God. Uh, And so God is referring to the nation of Israel here as a lioness among lions, speaking of the surrounding Nations, And it says that she brought up one of her cubs and he became a young lion and he learned to catch prey and he devoured men. The nations also heard of him and he was trapped in their pit and they brought him with chains to the land of Egypt. This first cub that's described in this parable uh, is generally thought to be a description of King Jehoahaz. Uh, who was uh, an evil king. He devoured men with his bad decisions as a leader. Uh, And he came to the throne after the death of his father, King Josiah. Uh, And Josiah was killed in a battle at Megiddo at the hands of the Egyptian army. And when his son Jehoahaz became king, it's it's believed that he invaded Egypt in an attempt to avenge his father's death. But in that invasion into Egypt, he was taken captive by the Egyptians. And that's what's described here in verse 4. The lion was trapped in a pit. That's speaking of Jehoahaz when he was king. He was captured by the Egyptians. Brought in chains to the land of Egypt. If you're a note taker, this is described in 2 Kings chapter 23. So then it goes on now in verse 5. And when she saw Israel, the lioness, when she saw that she waited, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. Israel had put their hope in their king, Jehoahaz. And when he was captured by the Egyptians, Israel saw that her hope was lost. They saw that their hope in Jehoahaz was unfulfilled. And so what did Israel do once their king was taken captive by the Egyptians? More importantly, what did they did not what did they not do? 
They did not lament over their king. Uh, They did not cry out to God. They did not repent. Instead, they just put their trust in the next king. They just look to the next king now. They've they've lost hope in Jehoahaz, and now they just look to the next king. That's what is meant in verse 5. So she took another of her cubs, and she made him a young lion. And they just shifted their hope to this new king, and all of their hope is in this, this new king. I think this is a good reminder for us. It's folly to put your hope in an elected official. It's folly to put your hope in a politician. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Not in a politician, not in a political party. Now, I believe you should vote. I I strongly encourage you to vote. You should do your research, find out what each candidate stands for, look at the political platforms of each party and what the parties stand for, and vote for the candidate and vote for the party that most aligns with the Bible. Yes, absolutely, that that is what you should do. But our hope is not in a politician. Our hope is not in a political party. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. The nation of Israel was putting their hope in a king. And when that king was taken captive, they just put their hope in the next king. All right, this guy's the one. He's going to be our savior. He's going to rescue us. In the Psalms, in Psalm 118, verse 8, it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in princes. In Psalm 146, verse 3, it says, Do not put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to the earth, and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Our hope is in the Lord our God. Yes, we participate in the political process. We've got this wonderful freedom to do that in our country, but our hope is not in our politicians or our elected officials. Our hope is in God. With Israel, they put their hope in their leaders. When one king was taken away, they just put their hope in the next king. There's no lamentation at all. There's no grieving. There's no uh, examining of priorities in the nation. And so verse 5, now verse 5 is referring to Jehoiachin. Says of Jehoiachin, uh, when she saw that she waited, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion, Jehoiachin. He roved among the lions and became a young lion and he learned to catch prey and he devoured men. Uh, he knew their, their, uh, their desolate places and laid waste to their cities. The land with its fullness was desolated by the noise of his roaring. I- ironically, they put their hope in Jehoiachin, but Jehoiachin actually caused great harm to the nation. They put their hope in him, and he was, the nation was worse off because of him, because he was their king. The cities were destroyed because of him. The cities were laid waste. The land was left desolate. And and again, they weren't grieved by this. It didn't cause them pause at all that, hey, these these leaders that we're trusting in are actually bringing harm to our, our nation and we're worse off than we were before. Maybe we need to reexamine things. 
you know, it, it reminds me somewhat of, of uh, the nation of Israel, the kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom uh, in 1 Kings 18, uh, when the nation in the northern kingdom, they began to put all of their trust in Baal, uh, this false god. And they believed that Baal caused the rain to fall on their crops. And in the northern part of Israel, it's, a lot of it is agrarian. They have a lot of farms there. They were farmers, so they started to trust in Baal. Uh, and so what did the Lord God do? He sent a drought upon the land. And there was a drought for three years. It, it, it destroyed the land. It destroyed their farms. It destroyed their crops. It destroyed their economy. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Uh, And at the end of the three years, Elijah the prophet, he has that famous confrontation with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. And Elijah gathers the the northern kingdom together at the base of the mountain in the valley that's there, the Jezreel Valley. And he calls the people to make a choice. And he says, if the Lord God is God, then worship him. If Baal is God, worship him. But you can't waffle between the two anymore. You can't go back and forth on that. You need to make a choice. Are you going to follow God? Are you going to follow Baal? And you would think after three years of everything being destroyed because of the drought, that they would immediately abandon Baal as the god of rain. Uh, You know, everything's in ruins. The economy's destroyed. You would think the nation would say, well, we're not, we're not going to trust in Baal anymore. We see where that got us. But it says when Elijah called the nation to choose, it says the people sat in silence. And they didn't choose. They weren't willing to give up Baal, despite how much destruction it caused in their nation. And, and here, in the nation of, of Judah now, is at this point, they're just going from one king to the next king to the next king. There's no, it's destroying their country, destroying their land, destroying their cities. There's no sense of, of grief here. There's no sense of lamentation among the people. Verse 8 says, Then the nation said against him from the provinces of every side and spread their net over him. And he was trapped in their pit and they put him in a cage with chains or hooks And they brought him to the king of Babylon. That would be Nebuchadnezzar. And they brought him in nets that his voice should no longer be heard on the mountains of Israel. Jehoiachin was carried away to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar, never to return. So his voice was no longer heard on the mountains of Israel. Again, you would think, and that's two kings that we've lost. You would think that would bring the country to a place where they would repent and they would call out to God and they would be grieved, but no. So now verse 10, your mother was like a vine in your bloodline, planted by the waters, fruitful and full of branches because of 
many waters. Israel here is describing about Israel as a vine. Israel is often compared to a vine or a vineyard in the Old Testament. And God blessed Israel as a nation and and she was fruitful and growing and and, and strong like a, a, a vine that's planted by, by many waters, right? Just like in Psalm 1, the, the tree that is planted by the, river, uh, the rivers of water there. And that it prospers. And the nation was prospering. And God blessed them. They were growing. Verse 11 says, She had strong branches for scepters of, of rulers. Speaking of the kings that... Israel had she towered in stature above the thick branches and was seen in her height amid the dense foliage among the nations. She, she rose to prominence in the world. She had great, strong, godly rulers. That's what it's referring to in verse 11. Like King David, she was once a powerful nation. In Proverbs 14, verse 34, it says righteousness exalts a nation. And we see that with Israel in the days of King David. Israel was exalted. Any nation that honors God and God's word and God's morals and God's standards and acts righteously in God's sight, God will exalt that nation because of their righteousness. God will elevate that nation in the world. Israel was elevated above all the other nations. But the Bible also says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. The flip side is true too. Righteousness exalts a nation, but wickedness turns a nation into hell. The Bible says. A nation that forgets God. A nation that turns its back on God. And begins to do wickedly will be turned into hell. And that's what has happened in the nation of Israel, as we've seen. As they're nearing the end before their final judgment and their final destruction. The nation has been turned into hell. But she was plucked up in fury. She was cast down to the ground. And the east wind dried her fruit. That would be a dry desert wind coming out of the desert that uh, dries up the vegetation. Her strong branches were broken and withered and the fire consumed them. And so a nation that was once blessed by God is now destroyed. Verse 13, and now she is planted In the wilderness, in a dry and thirsty land, planted of Babylon, planted in Babylon, the Babylonian captivity here. Fire has come out from a rod of her branches and devoured her fruit so that she has no strong branch, a scepter for for ruling. This is a lamentation and has become a lamentation. Once they were conquered by the Babylonians, Israel no longer had a king to rule over her. Zedekiah was the last king and he was defeated and conquered in 586 B.C. His, his reign as king ended. So they're without a, without a scepter, without a, a, a ruler. The, the next king of Israel will be Jesus Christ when he returns and establishes his kingdom on earth as king of kings. And so now chapter 20, chapter 20, verse 1 And it came to pass in the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, that certain of the elders of Israel came to inquire of the Lord and sat before me. 
And whenever the Bible gives us an exact date like that, it's for a reason. This was the seventh year of their captivity. The seventh year, the fifth month, the tenth day of the month to be exact. God has said in his word that they would be in captivity for 70 years. Uh, So they have a little more than, you know, 62 years, 62 and a half years uh, to go. And the elders of Israel came to Ezekiel's home. They're in Babylon, remember. They're in the captivity. And the elders of Israel that were there in Babylon, they came to inquire of the Lord uh, through Ezekiel. And they sat before him in Ezekiel's home. And, and we've, we've seen this before where the elders came to Ezekiel to inquire of the Lord. And on the, on the surface, this seems like a good thing. Right, that the elders of Israel are, are seeking God, they're inquiring of the Lord, that, that looks like a good sign, uh, but they weren't sincere in their seeking. They weren't sincere in their seeking. They weren't going to obey the Lord. Whatever the Lord told them to do, they weren't going to do that, and God knows that. You know, God knows our thoughts, He knows our hearts, He knows our intentions, He knows if we're being sincere or not. He sees through the phoniness and the facade. And he knows that they're not sincerely seeking him. In fact, uh, over in Ezekiel 33, verse 31. There the Lord says to Ezekiel, so they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people and they hear your words, but they don't do them. For with their mouth, they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument, for they hear of your words, but they do not do them. He says, they, they come, they listen to you, but they don't, they don't do what you tell them to do. They say they love you, but they're not really interested in what you have to say. To you, you're just like an entertainment for them. Let's go see what Ezekiel has to say. And so that's, that's the case here. They come once again. Uh, but they're not really interested in hearing what the Lord has to say or, or doing. You know, James tells us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. They're just hearers of the word. You know, Peter says in the New Testament, for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. Uh, so they, they just come to Ezekiel, but they're not sincere. Uh, and so, in verse, uh, verse 2, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the elders of Israel. Look what God says. Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Have you come to inquire of me? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. God says, I- I'm, I'm not going to allow you to inquire of me. I'm not going to speak to you. I'm not going to say anything to you. You know, we, we, can't, we can't live a double life with God. And by that I mean you, 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 can't, you can't be someone who continues in habitual sin. Uh, you, you can't be someone who rebels against God or ignores His commands or ignores His, His Word and then come and inquire of God and pray and act like everything's fine and think that God's just going to ignore the sin 
and ignore the lifestyle and ignore what you're doing and pretend like it doesn't exist and everything is fine between you and him. He asked me how I know and I say brings truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel together. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, feel free to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and when it gets busy, it can be hard to find the time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also love to be praying for you. So when you call, feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. And we'd be happy to pray with and for you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Ezekiel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.